What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 85, today with my guest Adam Almany. He's a local artist here in Baltimore and has a brand new song out today called Just Breathe, which he says was written about yoga. Uh, he's been doing the reggae rock thing here for a little while, and he worked with Howie Spangler of Ballyhoo to produce his new songs. Um, Adam's also been getting out there this summer, playing some shows, opening for the likes of Bumpin' Uglies and Kyle Smith at the uh, Record Theater and Soundstage, respectively. But yeah, we kind of just talked about all kinds of stuff, including Adam's creative process, his work-life balance with his family, and uh, athletics, and singing, and even some stuff from his past. So uh, whether you're friends or fans of his, hopefully you get a kick out of this thing. Uh, Definitely go check out his new song today on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. He's also got a couple more there in the catalog. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to this podcast as well if you choose to do so. Uh, Other than that, hopefully getting ready for a good weekend out there uh staying safe staying sane all that stuff still pretty hot here in maryland but getting ready for the changing seasons as always thanks for supporting local music we all really do appreciate it hopefully maybe you're even getting out there and seeing a band or two i think uh adam is playing with the uh grilled lincolns tonight as well i should mention so definitely check him out on uh, Facebook or Instagram or any of that stuff. So, yeah, without further ado, we'll get to the interview with Adam Olney. know it until uh recently actually i had no idea you were even local oh yeah um i wasn't sure i think i just know you from following you on instagram or whatever and i think i did that because um i was listening to howie's podcast and uh, i think he mentioned working with you so uh basically just the internet but yeah i am just uh right here just south baltimore so cool man so down by um, like Federal Hill. Uh, I'm actually like by. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Now I'm out in Harper County. Gotcha. I actually live about 15 minutes from Howie. So okay. Makes it nice when we do uh, 
recording together. Just a quick drive over to his place. That's what's uh, up. Pretty, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I figured you'd be a good person to have on. Um, for that reason, we could certainly talk about that. But, I mean, you're playing around with a lot of the same bands and uh, obviously just kind of came off and looked like a pretty fun show there at Soundstage. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a cool show. We weren't quite right. able to link up prior to that to promote it for you, but um looked like a good time. It, dude, it's like, you know, I wish I could just do music full-time, but unfortunately I have like a, a real job, you know, like yeah. a normal person career thing and uh it it's seasonal so i work for a painting company and in the summertime we are just like slammed so i've been yeah where we've already broken a yearly sales record with covid i don't know with wow and stuff it's just uh it's been nuts man i've just been so so busy um so yes i wish we could have done this earlier i wanted to do this yeah. back in in May when I released Daydream, but just couldn't make it happen. Well, I'm sure, you know, if you uh, look around on the internet, there's plenty of people doing podcasts, everybody and their mother, pretty much these days. Um, yeah, I, so. Yeah, Josh uh, from the Just Josh podcast. Uh, maybe that's not one that's on my radar. I don't know. Yeah. Me and Wes Anderson went in and did one with him, but I don't think he ever aired it. Huh. He had difficulties <laughs> during that one. Okay. Yeah, because I went to his house and did it, and like the camera, what's going on? Like the camera would turn off, but he wouldn't realize it for like a half hour or forty five minutes. So like, he lost a lot. Of yeah, yeah. So I don't think he actually there's, used any of stuff. Yeah, there's like only a few quirks. I guess you got to work out in your system. Um, it's a lot like playing music, which is actually kind of nice because you know a lot of times just talk to people who are already good at recording, so. Right. Makes it makes it easy. But uh yeah. No, I mean I don't know exactly who listens to these things. I knew that, I know that they get some streams, but I just figure, you know, it's uh fun for your friends, fun for your family, fans even, I don't know who's out there to just kinda talk about your stuff. And uh obviously you got a, a few new things out this summer. I think what intrigued me a little bit was that you uh seem to go straight for the reggae rock uh, this go round, but prior to that, the stuff you released uh, definitely had a different feel. So I feel like that was where I would start uh, asking you about the the non reggae stuff. Kinda like I guess I just assumed you were pretty much straightforward reggae rock, and uh, some of your prior stuff. I don't know. Well, I like uh, I like all different types of music. Um, I mean, I was. I was raised listening to country music. I listened to nonstop country for first probably 12, 13 years of my life until I discovered, yeah. like, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so I like a lot of different stuff, and I day-to-day, I'll listen to all types of different things, but uh, ever since Sublime, pretty much in the mid-'90s, reggae has been kind of like always the, especially in the summertime, you know, it's always been yeah. what speaks to me the most, and... Frankly, it's easy to play. So, like, it's easy yeah. to write a song to a reggae rhythm, and uh, uh, it's it just kind of lends itself to making a lot of open space for cool melodies and and you know cool bass lines and things like that, where other other genres 
things tend to get kind of cluttered and uh, there's not as much freedom to sort of roam around and play. Um, so uh, reggae is a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun to play with other people and, and people tend to dig it and it kind of puts people in like a, a good yeah. mood for the most part. But, um, but you know, I, I make, I'll, I'll be like depressed as shit and just like yeah. struggling with stuff. And I'll come up with a song that has nothing to do with reggae. And I, I like to, I like to record those songs and put them out. But if you come see me at a show, I probably wouldn't play those type of things because yeah. they're kind of going to bum people out. But you know, it doesn't mean that there's not a place for that stuff. And it doesn't mean people don't want to listen to that type of music in the right environment. I mean, you're not going to put that stuff on at a party. But, I mean, look at Radiohead. You know, Radiohead's got millions and millions, hundreds of millions of followers. Yeah. But people aren't putting that on at a pool party. Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> Maybe not like goth pool right. party or something, but uh, right. uh, yeah. no. I mean, all I was getting at is jumping on the bandwagon a little bit, you know. Which obviously, people who listen to this who aren't from Maryland, uh, it does seem like you know a lot of the bands around here are really doing well, uh, getting into that scene. So um, you know, well, seems I've, like, I've kind of, I've kind of been in that for quite a while. Like, so I I started. Um, I guess it was like 2007, 2008 uh, was when I started really kind of like getting out there and playing acoustic gigs and kind of yeah. messing around with stuff. And I lived with the guys who were in a band called 8060 Effort. Gotcha. And they used to open up for Pasadena and Ballyhoo and they opened up for Dirty Heads at Power Plant once and, and they had a pretty good following back then. And... Um, I used to go out to Annapolis and play all the shows in Annapolis and the Pirate Rob birthday shows at Ramshead. And yeah. um, once I got married, had kids, I did take a kind of a hiatus from music. So I have been in that kind of reggae scene, you know, dating back to 2007. I had a song, you know, the Pier, the website, the Pier. I do not. I probably the, should though. The Pier dot org. It was pretty big uh, before, you know. Facebook and MySpace were like really huge. It was um, it was like an online forum for reggae. So like this was okay. back, Spendables were kind of young and Ballyhoo yeah. was, Pepper was pretty young still and and people would go on the pier and just like talk about reggae music and share like you know live footage of stuff and um, they had a contest. This was 2009. Um, and like John Brown's body, Pepper, Ballyhoo, um, I forget, there were a few other bands. They all voted on all these submissions that came in from fans for like to get their song on this compilation CD. It was called the Exposed Sampler CD. And my gotcha. song got on that. That was 2009. Uh, the song was called Douchebag. So and, I guess, uh, um, I was just curious what band name that was under then. Just under my name, just Adam Almany. Okay, maybe it's just not on Spotify then. It's that song is not on Spotify. Okay, so yeah, that, that was. I try to do a little homework and, and breeze through people's discography or whatever, but I saw that yours only dated back a couple of years. So I was yeah. like, did you just go from singing country in the bars to like one day going, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna write some uh, reggae rock tunes now. 
Yeah. No, I so which like, I wouldn't blame you for at all. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess like it was like 2013, 14, 15. I re- like I was you know I had my son. I was married. Got married. I really I didn't. I don't think I played any gigs at all. I didn't. Pri- I barely touched my guitar. I think during those those few years. And then in like 15, 16, I started getting out and like getting gigs again and doing the acoustic thing. And honestly, I, I've known Howie for like 15 years and I knew he was getting started with recording people. Yeah. And so I hit him up. I was like, hey, you know, like I need help getting good recordings of my music so that I can get more gigs. Because I would like, you know, I would approach these venues and say, hey, like, you know, I'd like to play your bar or I'd, I'd like to play your brewery. And they'd be yeah. like, sure, like, you know, send us some some links to your song. And I, I, I was sorry, I got nothing. So I, I, I hit up Howie and I was like, hey, man, help me get some recordings. And initially, all I wanted to do was just like have him basically hit record and just record me playing live like an acoustic song, you know. Well, and he was like, no, 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 we're, yeah. we're going to we're going to take we're going to take these songs and, and build them up and make them sound pretty badass. So uh, that's what we did. And um, I mean, he. He's just the the most genuine, just what like just he's a mentor, he's a friend, he's just uh, kind of type of dude just give you the shirt off his back. I mean, he's really been awesome and uh, gone out of his way to to help me when he didn't have to, and um, he he really takes it seriously. Like he like I'm pretty much a kind of a nobody really, you know, yeah. an, an entity, and he doesn't make me feel that way he makes me feel like the songs that i'm bringing are worth it and worth spending time on and he he really invests himself and uh uh puts puts all he's got into it and then he sends the song once we get it finished he sends it to his brother and his brother lays down the drums and uh i get my buddy roman from 860 effort to do the bass and um yeah man they're 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 they i feel like they stand up pretty well you know to some of the other stuff out there and um yeah, can't wait to do more. I, I wish I just could like do two straight weeks, like yeah. twelve hours a day, and just mm-hmm. bang out all the stuff I got. But it's it's tough to schedule. Like you know, we I haven't actually been to his house to record in probably three months. So it's okay. He's getting married next week. He's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. So, but I do record with another guy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a studio in Easton, Maryland called Sweetfoot Studios. This this dude, uh, Chase Springer, and um, he he's awesome too. Uh, this guy Scribe introduced me to him. Yeah, uh, uh, Aaron was talking about it for sure. Yeah, so uh, Aaron and I also go way back, and uh, so Aaron Aaron joined me for a song called Ball and Chain, which I wrote about the uh, George Floyd situation back then. Yeah. And Aaron, like, we got to record this, and he's like, "Let's go down to Sweetfoot and." and record it so we went down there and um uh, you know i just kind of clicked with shay and now you know i work with shay also and um so shay kind of tends to do more of my i call it sad boy stuff and how yeah. or reggae stuff so um i got a new song coming out august 27th it's called just breathe and i just re- I recorded that with shay and um, that's sort of like more of a chill acoustic feel yeah. uh wrote that one about yoga nice. believe it or not and um and then we just kind of got done the initial recording process on a new song that's kind of like 
it's got like ska in it. It's got like dance kind of beats, like like yeah. that kind of shit. It's kind of wild. So we're still working on that one, but uh, hopefully I'll have that one out by the end of September. Um, so, well, I'll definitely probably, feature the "Just Breathe" on on this episode for sure, so yeah. people can get a taste of that. And obviously, uh, if you don't want it to come out early, then you can just wait till whenever it does. It's up cool. to you. Um, yeah, August seventh is when it comes out. It's when it releases. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I'll just slap that on here, get that going. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like we could spend some time just talking about Howie, which is kind of funny because I don't know, I'm just kind of like a fan of Ballyhoo, obviously, and uh, also probably more relevant to this conversation is like his podcast because I never would have started one, you know, um, had I not listened to his, and he's always encouraging people to just try new stuff and basically just DIY it, you know, and get something going. So, That's his thing. He's like he's very like a firm believer in you can do it, <laughs> like, yeah, like he just, which is cool. It's yeah, uh, contagious. That's so, how he got because, um, you know, he just always believed in himself and I guess never had. That's one thing that, that's always been kind of my crutch is that I've, in the past, I have spent too much time and energy on, like, self-doubt. You know, like, yeah. I'll never get to that point or I'll never be as good as those guys or nobody cares about my, like, I've had those attitudes way too much and, um, I tell you, like, Kyle Smith, also, same way, like, really positive, uh, like, upbeat, like, you can do it. Like, if I can yeah. do it, you that type of attitude, this is, which is what you need to have, you know. You yeah. can't, can't get anywhere if you're constantly, you know, taking a step backwards. So, it's good people to be around. Yeah, and it seems like you definitely have a few of them uh, in your circle, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah. Some good friends, man. <laughs> and probably just I should mention, you know, like the genre itself, it doesn't seem to attract like complete dicks all the time. Um you Yeah. Know, I'm not saying like metalheads are dicks or something, but let's just say it's a, there's a different energy sometimes <laughs> at the show. So yeah. um it's just uh you know, it feels like a good a vibe generally to be a part of. But yeah, I think you're definitely right. Um, spending time, I don't know, spinning new tires and doubting which way something's going to go or how people are going to take it is just kind of, I don't know, a waste of time, probably. Totally self-destructive and counterproductive, and yeah, it doesn't get you anywhere at all. I mean, it's good to to self-critique. It's good to have self-awareness. It's good to be your own worst critic in a way. Um, But yeah, you got to put all the other noise to yeah it's almost like a, a naive sort of optimism sometimes too it's just like well never know how this is going to go anyway so can't yeah. uh can't slap too many expectations on it regardless right um, yeah, you almost gotta be like too stupid to know that you're supposed to fail <laughs> you <know>? yeah <laughs> and even if you do it's just like well fuck it i don't know um, yeah. I guess that makes me kind of wonder, you know, obviously being that you were kind of heavily involved in probably like your twenties playing music and stuff, um, getting married, all that. Was there kind of like a certain time period or even a moment where you were like, all right, kids can do X, Y, Z now and I can go out and uh, play again. 
or it was like a personal sort of like itch that you just needed to scratch regardless? I mean, I, I don't know. Just a little curious. Well, my wife, I, I met my wife at a gig. I was playing music. Okay. And I, so she she's a huge music fan. And like music's honestly one of the things that brings us close together is we share music with each other and go to shows. We've traveled across the country to see 311 and stuff like that. You know, we music is, is a huge part of, of what makes us us. And yeah. I did take a break. Um, some of that was from frustration with the local scene and like you know i was i was the dude that forever if there was a multi-band festival i mean for like five years six years i was always the guy that played early in the day in front of nobody it did get frustrating and i did uh i guess i kind of quit i was like you know i felt like i should be kind of like coming up at, at that point and i wasn't and i just i think i was like you know what I got this new girlfriend, you know, we're having a great time. We end up getting married, we end up having a kid. Um, I've always been really, really involved in athletics and played tournament softball and flag football and stuff. And I had, I always had a, like a lot of different things going on. And, yeah. you know, music was always a big part of me, but it was just never the main thing. And then I guess when I gave it up, it took a while, but... I think my son was like a year or two old. And I remember talking to Ryan Shiner, who was the lead singer of A60 Effort. And I think he was in a similar situation. He hadn't really played in a, in a couple of years. And we were like hanging out one night. We were like, dude, remember we used to do those acoustic gigs and they used to be so fun. And, and we were like, fuck it, let's, let's try to, let's start, start doing those again. So uh, luckily I knew, I had a friend who worked at Riptide by the Bay in Fells Point. Nice. And, she was like, I got this guy that can play acoustic if you want him. And they're like, yeah, bring him in. And then we ended up playing there like every week for like three yeah. years. We were, in there, we were in there all the time. And um, yeah, it just, it became something that I realized that I, I don't want to not play music. Like playing music is good for me. It It's a release. It's good for my mental health. It like... I mean, I can I can have like a really hard day at work, or there could be fucked up shit going on in my personal life, and I'll I'll be like heading to the gig, and I'll be like all stressed out and like having a hard time just catching my breath, yeah. and then like four songs in, I I have forgotten about all that stuff, and just the act of singing, I think the breathing part of it and everything, it just like calms me down. Yeah makes me feel good and then you know after the gig's over i'm usually like you know on a high and um you know i've I've honestly so that was always fun and then now that i've kind of caught the recording fever like there's literally nothing more satisfying than taking a song that you've written on acoustic guitar you know a few chords or whatever a basic song and you take it into a studio, and, and luckily I work with some really, really phenomenally talented producer people. Yeah. And to see it turn into this like giant sound, like this huge sound, and like this deep song, that's really cool. That's a really, really gratifying, satisfying like feeling. And then, you know, like we get we get a song done, and for days. 
I got something cool to listen to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll get high at night and just, like, zone out and vibe out and, like, listen right. to stuff. You know, figure out what I need to tweak, what I need to do differently. And it's just, like, it's a, it's a really cool hobby. You know, at the very least, yeah. it's a at the very least. But it also, shit, man, it helps me pay the bills. I mean, I make... I make enough in my acoustic gigs. I play two to three acoustic gigs a week. I mean, I make almost enough doing that to pay my mortgage. Um, yeah. You know, on top of my my full time career, so um, you know, it, it's not a bad way to make a couple bucks at the very least. You know, and I, you know, and I hope that that's not all there, that it, there is. I I hope that I keep growing, and I'd like to get to the point where maybe I do get invited to play. A, a larger kind of festival and do some more of these shows with, uh, with bigger name bands. And, uh, it's cause it's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to be on stage, see people in the crowd, like really vibing out to your stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. I can't yeah, imagine to be, you know, Ballyhoo and playing <laughs> in front of thousands of people and having everybody. Yeah. So, Gotta feel like a million bucks, man. So, yeah, that is definitely the dream for sure. But I mean, uh, you know, even kind of breaking down what you just said there, those uh, those mini highs, whatever you want to call them, whether it's playing a good show or releasing a new song or leaving the studio, having done something cool that day. I mean, it's hard to find other things, other passions in life that really kind of invigorate you like that. Um. And one other thing I thought of, too, when you mentioned just, like, singing, um, getting, like, halfway through a set, was, like, uh, since you kind of are releasing a song about yoga, you know, to kind of get into the hippy-dippy stuff a little bit, I mean, I don't know. I think there is something to that, like, throat chakra stuff, man. Just the act of singing is, like, is meditative and relaxes you. Um, I'm pretty confident. No doubt. No doubt. Like, like so I have... Um... I don't know if you call it anxiety or what, but like, you know, I have, I have days where I'll just, I'll be really stressed about, I got projects that are coming up at work or, you know, kids, the wife, you name it, you know, all kinds of shit, bills, and I'll feel all stressed out and I'll like, I'll just like feel like this, like tightness in my chest and like, I'll just be like, breath and I'll get to a gig and like, it just, I just think that singing, like, like it just—I don't know what it—it <laughs> just takes that away. Like, like I'll, yeah. I'll get to my set, somebody will come up and talk to me, and I could not be any more calm. I mean, I—it's I, like I'm just like the chillest dude, you know, at my gig. I'm not nervous, you know. I, I don't get like any kind of like stage fright or anything. I just feel like comfortable, like just kind of at home. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like you know, it's almost like I play a lot of sports, and I've always kind of there's a parallel with athletics and how athletics make me feel just the physical, being physical, doing things with my body, um, running, jumping, you know, whatever, hitting a ball, Um, and I get I get a similar feeling from playing music to that. The difference. It's it's funny. The same effect. I know, it's funny you bring that up as well as a subject because I don't often get to talk about it, but like I play hockey pretty religiously, so mm-hmm. I under I understand the parallel, you know. I, it's not the same thing, 
but in my mind, there's definitely a strong comparison between the yeah. things you get out of it. Even like prepare, like preparation, like bef- like ten, fifteen minutes before a gig, I'm I'm like stretching. You know, what <laughs> I mean, I'm like I'll loose, like kind of like I would if I was getting ready to go play a game. Like it's almost the yeah. same, like the same mindset in a way. Yeah. It's a little different. Um, I do think that like the camaraderie sometimes, if you're in a band, is similar to being on a team. But then yeah. there is a sort of solo-ness, I guess, to playing music as well, where it is oftentimes very much solo effort um, to kind of get that ship rolling, um, whichever way you're going. So um, Yeah. But it's cool you have both those outlets, for sure. I think it definitely helps mental health-wise and physically, you know? keep you in shape even yeah it's, it's dude it's it's tough to be in a band it's tough to keep a band together tough to manage you know four or five different personality types you know yeah. like have vibes you know like it's just uh, <laughs> hard and you get people that have an idea and then you know if that idea doesn't really resonate with the rest of the band then you know, there's personal feelings involved and yeah. it's tough it's tough to navigate all of that and then when you're by yourself like you know the way i've been doing it with these recordings like it's all me you know it's it's like me and howie or me and shay and yeah. i might bring like friends or, or and people to play the parts but um at the end of the day it's it's really my kind of call on how these songs are formed like you know yeah. even though i'm the producer you know, sitting with Howie, and I'm like, Howie, let's add some delay on this, and like, he'll be like, okay, cool, you know, like, let's try it, you know, and, um, Daddy! There we go. There we go. This is my daughter, Eve. Hey, say hi to Brett. Um, oh. and by the way, just let me know whenever you want to, uh, call it. I usually keep these things, like, half hour 45 or something like that, so, okay. no big deal. Yeah. Cut it off in a couple minutes, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's kind of nice in a way to kind of be like you know Adam Almany and not really I can kind of be a dictator. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's it's sort of I, the vision is my vision the way I see it. And, um, honestly, it's the only way I can do it right now. I don't have time to devote yeah. days and days and hours to practices and and all that. You know, like the the shows that I have played with the band recently, I played I opened for Bump and Ugly's a Wrecker. And for Kyle yeah. Smith, downstage, we had a total total of five practices for those two shows. Um, so it went really well, but like God, five practices. Like I, I thought we would try to do more than that, but it worked out great. I mean, I had played with all those guys many many years ago. I think yeah. I think we kind of connected still, but you know, if you really want to. You get a band together, you you, you got to put a lot of time in, and I just I just don't have it. I mean, five's still pretty good, man. That's for sure. I I'm lucky if I get one or two in for a show, but the way and we had uh, one before soundstage, and then okay. we had four record show. Okay. So just That's you know, basically, good. so I'm learning these songs that you know I had recorded. Now, but luckily they could take them home and listen to them on Spotify or whatever and practice them on time. Yeah. Which I know they, I know they all did. So that's probably the only way we made it happen. Yeah. They were able to put in their own time mm-hmm. on it. 
Well, cool. I mean, I guess before we get out of here, then, um, is there anything kind of interesting behind the songs that uh, maybe uh, people might not know about? Either something that, say, uh, Howie did or something you did or, I don't know, maybe there's just some weird inspiration for a lyric, like uh, just some sort of, I don't know, something <laughs> that makes the song a little more fun. I will say that uh, Howie does a lot with yeah. these so like on uh on walk away there's a part in the middle where there's like a xylophone or a vibraphone yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. and how he plays that, that he, nice he plays it using a plug-in on yeah. the pro tools or logic i forget what he uses but he's playing it on like the keyboard you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick and yeah. it, it's just funny that uh, you know how he crafted all the horn parts in Daydream, like he oh, okay. crafted all that stuff himself. And he had like the first iteration when we first laid it down, and he was like, "I thought it sounded awesome," and he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's not good enough." And he kept working at it like on his own time, and yeah, it sounds incredible. I mean, it sounds like a legitimate horn section, you know, yeah. I mean, like. If I should be saying that, <laughs> not real horns. I mean, it's real horns because they're plugins to their actual recorded instruments. Yeah. Manipulate, you know, the notes they hit. Dude, so. these days the plugins for every instrument are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. So we used um, for "Don't Blink." We used the John Feldman rig for my guitar. He's from yeah. Goldfinger. I mean, it's sick. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. you. Can, play whoever's rig you want you can play whatever drum kit you want you know if you want to play john bottom's drum kit you can play john bottom's drum kit yeah it's pretty I legit mean, yeah i don't i don't use amps anymore <laughs> just it's... i still do I still do but i really i'm, I'm kind of interested in getting in one of those um what do they call it? it's like a like strymon makes it it's a emulator or something yeah the, the house you might know Kavusi. i mean uh, I saw him the other day, and he had one that was like, what is this sorcery? So you're not just using this in the studio now? Like, there, you can do it live? Like, you don't have to carry around, like, 100-pound amps? Like, yeah. Change yeah. two. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and they sound great. I mean, you just can't tell. Like, sadly enough, I know there's people out there who are, like, swear by, you can never create a plug-in as good, but I beg to differ. And, I can't. I mean, I can't. Me yeah. personally, like I, you play me a plug-in horn and a real horn, I, I can't tell the difference. Don't the same no. to me, man. Yeah, it's way easier on your back. So exactly, exactly. Wow. Yeah. But. We actually, funny story. During one of our practices before the record show, there was a really bad storm outside, and the dude's house got hit by lightning where we were, <laughs> getting, and it destroyed. <laughs> My amp, I had a Fender Champ 100 solid state Ooh. amp. Destroyed that amp. It destroyed the guy's Mac lap, uh, desktop. He didn't have a surge protector on it. Wow. 3,000 laptop, gone. All the, everything in there that wasn't on the cloud, gone. Wow. Uh, a couple monitors, a mixing board. One of my pedals, my uh, JHS fuzz pedal, got destroyed. And, like, we're standing there, and we see this, like, white light through the window. And we all got, yeah. like, that. Pulled my guitar, and the electricity came through to my elbow. 
in my arm. And it's pretty crazy. That's nuts, dude. We definitely, survived. Yeah. Def definitely making me reconsider how often I uh, update to the cloud and back up my stuff. But, yeah. Uh, well, that's your own air computer. <laughs> Lesson for the day. Yeah. Um, and if it's a really heavy storm outside, maybe just turn everything off and wait it yeah. out. But we were, yeah. we were like that, and that was like, no. and we were ah, we all got zapped. Nuts. Yeah. Electrocuted drummer. Yeah, man. Well, glad you uh, lived to tell the tale. Right on, bro. So. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. Honest, man. It's really cool. Yeah, dude. I'll just, uh, like I said, I'll edit it up, get the song on there, and uh, throw it on the uh, on the internet. So. Yeah. So anytime after twenty seventh, dude. Just uh, that's a, that would be cool with me. All right, man. No problem. Well, thanks again for having me, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, face to face person one day. Yeah, I'll definitely come out to a show, or um, obviously next time you release music too, feel free to hit me up. Cool. Alright, buddy. All right, Good dude. night. Hey, man. So yeah, I want to thank Adam for coming on the show And thank you for listening Once again, the song you're hearing in the background Is called Just Breathe So if you like it, definitely go check it out And uh, yeah, have a good weekend
just breathe, just breathe.